Hello, church family. Uh, this is part two of our series through the book of Philemon. Um, th- today, we're going to look at the models of a forgiving Christian. Uh, you recall that um, as I kind of just gave the introduction of the book yesterday, a lot of it was just about how this book is about forgiveness. Even though the word forgiveness does not actually appear, it's because of the the way in which Paul has this relationship with Philemon um, it, it, it naturally lends itself um, to forgiving uh, Onesimus, who sinned against uh, Philemon. Um, Onesimus was a slave that ran away. He probably took some money with him on his trip. And usually slaves would run, would run into or would try to escape to Rome. Uh, they were in Colossae. I think Philemon, his church was in Colossae. Um, they would go to Rome mainly because uh, there's just it's just a huge city you know there's a whole population and people won't know who's slave or who is free and that's where they would run and somewhere by god's sovereignty onesimus meets paul and paul meet uh, <coughs> excuse me uh, paul shares a gospel with him he gets saved and i guess at some point he must have found out that he's um he's a he was a slave of philemon which is again someone that paul knew from before and has this um care for and he wants to send Onesimus back with the letter with this letter when we get to chapter or verse four actually there's only one chapter here uh verse four uh to seven we're gonna look at the character of a forgiving christian so i guess walk uh you can follow along if you have your bibles or just listen uh verse four says i thank my god always making mention of you in my prayer uh paul was always thankful uh for uh for this church and particularly philemon um he's always thinking about them and it's, i think that's just a um it should be a characteristic of our us as well as like we're, we're, you know we should be people that are praying for those in the church and even those that are beyond our church missionaries and other friends that are serving other churches it should be a natural part for us to care for those um there are other saints and not just our local um assembly uh because usually we pray for our immediate circles and we aren't praying for other people but paul here in prison is praying for uh, philemon and those in the church as well he loves them he, he cares for them and he is super thankful for them he praises the, the listener and this shows that he has um that paul is going to really prepare um the, what he's about to say, Paul shows the type of person that he is. He's the person that, uh, that is just thankful to the Lord and how he uh, was rescued by God and even um, thankful for how Onesimus was saved and how Philemon. Everyone, all the people here were saved through the ministry of Paul because of what God has done. Uh, if you are a, if you're going to be a forgiving Christian, you must be someone that um, is first and foremost a Christian. Um, it doesn't make sense for you to want to be forgiving if you are not saved and forgiveness is actually it's a unique christian attribute our nature is to be like christ which is a god that forgives and we need to act like christ um this word uh here making mention of you in my uh prayers and you notice in verse five because i hear of your love of the faith which you have toward the lord and toward all saints um this uh, Philemon is someone that just had a whole bunch of uh, care for not just uh, Paul, but for all the saints. And he's praying and he's thankful for all of them. Uh, this love that he has for them. It's, it's, it, you can't expect to be someone that forgives other individuals if you aren't loving. 
uh, and again, I think this will finally, I Paul's try to get out by talking to finally, like, look, we all know about your love. And part of the aspect of that love is that you, you forgive. If you are a Christian, you must be someone that's marked um, by love. And through that love, you are someone that's willing to forgive no matter how big the offense is. Um, you don't forgive those that you don't love. Um, and I think that's so weird when we think about, oh, I love the church, right? How many of us in our free time or when we're describing our church will say things like, oh, I love my Bible study. I love my church. I love my Bible study leader or elders or whatever. But yet in the way that we engage them, doesn't it seem like we don't actually love them? Because if you, because of some of the tensions that we've had, you can't objectively say you love the church if there's tension with anyone in the church. Um, because if you love, if you truly do love people the way that Christ loved, you will be someone that forgives. Um, our love for others is from God, is by God, and it should be shown for uh, others. Um, and we understand that. Uh, Paul here is trying to set Philemon up about what he's about to say. And you know, this is he's saying, like, you have a true and genuine love towards all the saints. And it's interesting, he said all the saints, because eventually he was gonna, he's going to tell them that Onesimus is one of those saints. You show love to all the saints, uh, and you need to show love to this particular saint as well. I, w- I think I mentioned yesterday that I, th- I would argue that finally was actually a good slave master. Um, he probably was someone that was kind, um, and for whatever reason, Onesimus didn't want to be a part of this anymore. Whether it was just like, he just had, he was ambitious or whatever, eventually he left. He chose to leave, and he took... Uh, things from this from Philemon probably in the church as well and he's telling them uh really preparing him as well as a whole church to to love the saints all the saints uh and we have to understand that living <coughs> living in a fallen world uh, we must understand that living in a fallen world means that even in the context of church it is going to get messy and we need to extend that forgiveness to those um, in our life. And and the reason why you extend forgiveness is because you love them. If you don't love them, then probably means you're not, you don't have a love of Christ in you. This is why I'm saying that if you aren't willing to forgive, it's a really good check in your own heart to see whether or not you truly believe the gospel, whether or not the gospel has, whether or not you truly understand the forgiving nature of our God in, in parting our sins. Um, because if you love Christ for what he's done for you, that you must love other people. There's no uh, exceptions to that. Um, verse six, and I pray that, f- and I pray that the fellowship of your faith may become effective through the knowledge of every good thing which is in you for Christ's sake. Christians desire fellowship and fellowship can't happen if there is no forgiveness. All problems that we have against one another can be remedied by just showing uh, and giving uh, forgiveness and offering forgiveness to other people. We must be willing to show grace and all conflict. If you think about it in, in the eternal perspective, and I'm thinking, and I'm speaking even in the context of your own home or your classmates and your co-work uh, with your co-workers or whatever, especially, but especially those in the church, um, all p- conflict that we have is petty. You know, you know, like the, the bickerings that you have with your kids or your spouse or your friends in the church. It, it's, it's, it's so petty, you know, even though if it may be a big deal at the time, it may even have impacts in your life now. But it's in the grand scheme of eternity, it is very petty. 
in eternity all of these things we're gonna look back at and we'll see how much time we've wasted and what a terrible testimony we were over something that really it's just have no significance i think some of the biggest hindrance of gospel ministry is because the world looks at us and they see like hey how come these people are not united how come these people aren't loving towards one another um and may that not be named among us may we be people that are marked by our love towards one another and one way one practical way that we show love towards one another is the way that we uh, forgive each other. You'll notice in verse um, 6, it talks about how uh, the effective through the knowledge of every good thing. This is someone that's informed by truth. Philemon knew scripture. He was taught by Paul. Uh, he was saved. Uh, and, there's this, and this isn't some sort of um, superficial type of forgiveness here. He understands truly what it means to be forgiven by, 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 his, by God. And um, you have to understand, too, like all of us, when we say that we have truth and our church is, 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 is um, one of the rare exceptions where we actually teach the Bible regularly. Um, we don't try to make compromises in this area. And every time we teach God's word, what you need to do more than just actually hearing God's word is that you need to apply knowledge. Um, and, you know, when one of the knowledge that we need to have about our God is that our God's love for us doesn't change based on how much we fail. Because if you imagine, can you imagine if God did that to us? If he treated us differently every time we fall into sin, um, God himself, if he does that, that means he's a God that changed. He doesn't change his position to us. So then why do we do that when someone sins against us? <clears throat> if, a, if our fellow brothers and sisters are truly redeemed and they are truly our brothers and sisters, then we should be willing to forgive. We should look at them the way Christ looks at them. No matter how hard it is, don't dwell on it, on the, on the p- pains that they've committed in the past but focus on what christ has done don't dwell on your pain or the or the anguish that they cause in fact think about how much pain and anguish christ went through so that we could be made right with him and even so with those in our life the the people in our church people in our family that are believers um we need to cherish them because they are cherished by our god verse seven for i've come to you for I have come to have much joy and comfort in your love because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you, brother. Um, Philemon had a habit of blessing others. He's, uh, he is, and Paul here is thankful that Philemon is such a blessing to those around him. And you have to be a blessing as well. You and I as Christians, uh, one of the greatest blessings that we can be towards each other is that we're willing to forgive. Uh, when we are sinned against and we're willing to look beyond and look past the faults of others we're showing and, and blessing them being willing to not return evil for evil but return evil for good this shows the world uh and especially the person that who sinned against you um that they're that that it doesn't matter that there's something more important than the conflict and that is the relationship that you have with this other person um if you are not wanting to bless other people you aren't willing to forgive you'll notice that those people who care about other people more the people that are such a blessing in the church, they're just overflowed with grace. They're overflowed with forgiveness. It is those that are selfish, those that are putting themselves above other people. They're the ones that get offended the most, and they're the ones that are not willing to forgive because everything is about them. Uh, they don't desire to be, um, uh, to be to refresh and be a benefit to other saints. Um, what they see is that, uh, oh, I'm offended, I'm important, and you just hurt my feelings, so therefore we can't be friends anymore. 
this word refreshed here is actually a picture of an, a military when they're fighting and then uh, they need like a time uh, away from fighting, like a triage, a place where they can recover, where they can feel refreshed and be strengthened again. Uh, that's how Philemon is toward the church. And and I think that's why Paul has such confidence in Philemon that when Onesimus returns, he'll be a blessing to to Onesimus, and Onesimus will be a blessing to him too. And that's what we need to be. If we are truly, uh, if we want to model a life of a forgiving Christian, we must be people that are forgiving, and we must forgive and be a blessing. We must be willing to bless those, especially those that have wronged us, because we understand how much the Lord has blessed us. And when the Lord has blessed us with so many uh, things that we don't deserve, um, we want to extend that to those who've hurt us. Because again, in relative terms, we've done more harm to the Lord, and yet He is still so kind in providing for us and our needs and constantly refreshing us in our daily life. So that's our first point, the models of a forgiving Christian. Tomorrow, we're going to look at the manners of a forgiving Christian. Um, so for today, uh, evaluate yourself. Is this someone that uh, defines you? Are you someone that is um, that is overfilled with the knowledge of truth, knowledge of good, and want to be a blessing to other people? Um, and I hope that you are. And if you're not, then this is just a good day for you to turn and ask God for grace in your life to be able to forgive those that are in your life. I hope that this is helpful. Uh, take care and have a good day.